0: Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Pod. Looking back at Manchester City's Centurions, the record breakers, and I think we can all agree, the greatest ever Premier League team. Finished off the season by that astonishing last second winner from Gabriel Jesus. I'm delighted to be joined today by the one and only Asan. Good morning, Asan. Good morning, Howard. How are you doing? Better than I was yesterday, mate.
1: <laughs> yes. Less said about so, that, the better.
0: I won't ask. No, you've been ill. (laughs) Yes, you could Uh, say that. Very sick for two days, but I'm feeling better today. How's the weather over there?
1: Absolutely (coughs) pissing it down, mate. I had to go to the tax office this morning
0: and got completely soaked. Well, on the Manchester parade day, it's absolutely glorious. Give over, really? Yeah, yeah. Sunny, seventy degrees. So, Sheikh Mansour has sorted it again for the (laughs) night. Very fitting. I remember the Liverpool one, it chucked it down all morning and then the clouds parted in the afternoon and it was glorious. So Excellent. Uh, it's worked out again. So anyway, let's move on. The match, I'm going to go straight to the end of the match yesterday. Just describe your emotions. Before you
1: start that, are we going to talk about um, the couple of bits to do with Maffeo and Edison first or after at the end? Well, you're the boss, so... Think it kind you of howdy to talk about it now yeah because I, I, the 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 maffeo thing in particular um it's just a bit shocking to be honest with you I, I don't I can' personally can't think of another word to describe it I was absolutely convinced that he would be given a chance at city uh, yeah. I don't think his performances at Girona uh, were so poor that you would think well no he's not good enough to play for City. I don't think Danilo's performances this season were so good that you would go, nah, we don't need, you know, Maffeo can can be sold. I don't know. It just it's it's a it's a weird one from every angle. And then to drop the news this morning just seems a bit I don't know. Just I guess that's the business of football. And I think that the one thing that maybe I'm learning is that. Really, I should have no attachment to anybody who comes through our academy, regardless of how good I think they are.
0: Well, have you seen a lot of him at Torona? I mean, because let's face it, most of us haven't. Um, uh, I mean, We probably, probably agree with your sentiments. So.
1: Well, I don't. I, I mean, when you say a lot, no. I mean, I've not seen, you know, 15 games that he's played this season, but I've certainly seen three, I think, or four. Um, and, I mean,. You know, it's 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 not a it's not really a question of, you know, it's that sort of position. He's a fullback. It's John O'Shea, you know, won however many medals he won at United. And I, I know it's kind of a shit example, but the point kind of is with a guy like Maffeo, he doesn't have to be Danny Alves. Do you know what I mean? If he's yeah. if he's an adequate backup, then we can use him without spending transfer funds on another player, or at the very least, you know, Maffeo isn't going to cost him wages what what Danilo costs. And there isn't going to be this sense of, well, we need to give him games because he's an international footballer. And, you know, with Danilo, for example, he's played, I think, every game since we we won the league. And I wonder if that's a case of, you know, Pep going, well, the World Cup's coming up and, you know, we I need to give him a chance and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I just I, I for me, I I'm, <laughs> I'll I'll probably divide a lot of people because I just personally with the Maffeo thing, I'm really genuinely gutted. Um, yeah, I guess that's all
0: I can say. I don't yeah. understand it. I won't say gutted because I've not seen enough. To, you know, I'm going off reports, but it's only it's twenty years old mm. and already you know getting football in you know, in the La Liga. I I am surprised as well, but as Always, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, the only thing I just, will say, maybe he... he did not want to come back, maybe. But then you, you know, I'd, I'd understand more if he'd signed for Gerona. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's just taken. You know, he's gone completely to a new club uh, to, to the Bundesliga. Uh, and yeah, I just thought at that age. But again, this yeah you know, must be a Pep decision, but. Of course. I would have been happy to see him come back, and maybe he didn't want to be second choice. Mm. Um, uh, a couple of things. could have loaned for further, I guess. But did, are you, did you say that he's only got one year left on his contract well, anyway?
1: Yeah, he's only got one year left on his contract. I think the, the one thing that we probably don't know is how he personally feels having. You know, I don't think that he was an automatic first choice at Girona either. Um, no. But he has performed well there. So maybe the Stuttgart thing is a case of, well, he's saying, I want to play football week in, week out. Um, And in which case, then it's a bit more tricky for City because then they probably do have to figure out what to do. And if he has got a year left on his contract, then loaning him probably doesn't make sense either. So if you can get some money for him and sell him, then, you know, you should. Yeah, they they can look at doing that. But... Yeah, yeah you I can't, it was, obviously, I hope there's a buyback clause as well. Exactly. Progress, that's that's the other thing I was going to say. That if there is a if there is a buyback clause, then it does slightly mitigate the sting if he does develop into a top fullback. I think in terms of selling him to Girona, um, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. But I read um, this week that the new FFP regulations that have been Implemented or are being implemented. One of the um, one of those regulations relates to clubs selling players to clubs that they are affiliated with. Yeah, and it was uh, to be fair, it was an article in Le Keep. So they are one often full of shit. And two, they don't particularly like City, um, but they did specifically mention City and say that this regulation was brought in partly because of concern that Man City would simply move players around their different clubs and sell them to try and get around FFP. So the example being that, you know, you snidely give Girona 20 million quid and then you sell Maffeo to Girona for for 20 million quid and you've banked that 20 million quid. So maybe there's an element of that which is why he hasn't
0: gone to Girona itself. Yeah, I mean, a part of it as well is what, it's that age-old question of what we expect from the youth academy. We would just sell £10 million players off year after year after year to fund you know, the kind of signings we made in the last four years. Or do we want players to come through and be given a chance? Uh, and my aim is that we at least one every year comes through. And if one came through and he's put in the squad, I'm happy with that. Uh, whilst others will be just sold off to fund yeah, you know, big transfers. Uh, so it's the Chelsea model, or I think Chelsea obviously got brilliant youth players, but they'll probably make a lot of money out of them rather than give them a lot of first team football.
1: Yeah, and I don't really uh, have a problem. I don't really have a problem with that, Howard. I just I think that what I said to you at the top about I'm not going to get emotionally invested in a single player that comes through the academy ever again because we on the outside it's becoming more and more apparent just can't predict who will stay and who will go um and so yeah i mean it just it seems just seems it seems a bit pointless getting into that mindset i don't mind us selling players from the academy to raise money i think as a business model it's a smart business model i think if you look at the bigger picture well Foden has definitely taken a step this season. Diaz, I mean it's arguable because he's had very few minutes, but certainly he's been in and around the first team and you would hope that there would be an incremental shift upwards in terms of the minutes that he gets as well. I'm trying to ba- basically I'm trying to balance like being down about Maffeo and you know kind of acknowledging you know somebody like the esteemed company who who I respect immensely who's got such a uh, an immense love for for the, for the for the youth teams and for the young players coming through you know he's got a real desire to see us find that balance between the academy and the first team and and I have that as well uh, maybe not as passionately as him but I certainly have that I would love to see that Um, But I'm beginning to accept that even with Guardiola as manager, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. It's not even going to happen over a period of two or three seasons. I suspect it will still be, you know, many years before we have that, you know, that utopia that Khaldun talked about, about having, you know, five or six homegrown
0: players who play in the squad. Yeah. I mean, they're the players whose talent is so obvious and so obscene yeah. that they just rise to the top. That it's a no brainer. There's no discussion. Should we bring him back on loan? Should we do this? Should we do that? It's just like we cannot let this guy go. Yep. Yeah. And that's what that's we're looking for those jewels, aren't we? The ones that are just you know, future Ronaldos or whatever. Or future world class players. Uh yeah, I mean there's so many youth players. I mean that's it's hard who do you get attached to we all, we all have different ideas of who we want to who we think should uh, be the ones that stay and ones that we're not too bothered about exactly I mean I look at Ianacho. I did, I mean yeah you look at stats both you know goals per minute he was the best in the history of the Premier League or something but I just did not rate Ianacho, which is bad timing after the goal he scored <laughs> but, but I really don't I really like him as a guy and I hope he's really successful Uh but I didn't I couldn't see something special with him. I saw him as a goal poacher that didn't really fit in how our team plays. Mm. But other people would have been gutted to have seen him go, so that's the way it goes. Uh, I can't yeah and it's just Maffeo's age, I thought we had time left, but with one year on, then he's probably, as you said, given us an ultimatum and said, you know, I'm either in your team or I'll go and play somewhere else I'm not yeah. being alone. and it might it. it doesn't even have to be an ultimatum it can just be oh, you know what you yeah. know, him being a strong aware, word yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
1: him being aware of the fact that Walker will be number one and just sort of going well I don't want to only pay, play 12 games next season I want to you know I want to kick on again from the season I've just had at Girona so I can understand from that point of view
0: yeah. uh, Danilo's not going anywhere so no oh I'll be surprised if not so he's not even second choice and then what, hoping he gets put in at left back or something after, after five left, you know, after Mendy goes down again and Delph goes down again and so on. That's not what he wants. So maybe it's just an unfortunate situation. But I think we can agree, Pep decides, and you know, Pat, Pep will always give the okay to such decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to. I'm hard, I'm sure he's monitored him. It's hard to go against what he's you know he says. Mm. Uh, I just hope there is an option to get him back, shoddy, Because, you know, in three years, things will be very different.
1: Yeah, and maybe yeah. that's the case. You know, maybe maybe it is a case, he's 20 years old, so maybe it is a case that they've looked at it and they've gone, well, if we can put a buyback clause in there, then actually it doesn't really matter if we sell him now because yeah. he wasn't going to be first choice next season. Walker's, we've literally just signed Walker a year ago. So then it makes it makes sense to let him go somewhere. And play for two years
0: or three years and then bring him back if he's good enough. Yeah, as long as the clause is not ridiculous. Uh, You know, say like 50 million, then it looks stupid. But there could be other clauses to put in, like a sell on, you know, Stuttgart to make it worth their while as well. So, yeah. We don't know. Should we uh, talk about someone who's definitely staying a long time? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, last night, Edison a five-year extension, I think. So it's... No, a two-year extension. Yeah, two-year to the five. Yeah, so 2025 is when his contract now runs out. So it's essentially a seven-year contract. I'm not aware of another player who's been there that long, Uh, has had a contract that long anyway. Uh, Your thoughts on that? That is total faith from both sides, basically, after just one year in in the country in this league?
1: Well, firstly, um, I was guessing when I said it on the pod last week, because I did say on the pod last week, that <laughs> I expected Edison to get a new contract this summer. Um, it was, I was definitely guessing. I mean, it just, it makes sense to me because he, the impact that he's had um, has been far greater than we would have expected. And his adaptation to the Premier League has been uh, incredible. So, you know i felt like when i said it a week ago or two weeks ago that he would get rewarded for that um so yeah i'm 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 made up i just think he's i think he's incredible I, it's it's funny because I, I think that uh you know lots of players will get uh, this season have got lots of headlines at city um but i think if you go back to the start of the season uh and you look across the course of the season the biggest Change from last season is Edison. That's yeah. that's the difference.
0: So, yeah, uh, I think it's well, uh, just remember the scorn for the uh, transfer fee. I don't the even idea remember idea what that it was. Goalkeepers can't cost over thirty million pounds. Was, right. was bizarre. Oh, but, yeah, it's turned into quite a character as well. <laughs> so, uh, good to have him tied down anyway. Uh, Definitely good to see that he's happy to do that. Uh, you know, someone with such a long contract, there's really no need to extend it. So it's a real statement for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Sides. I think it's about. Re- I think I do believe that City, they do. And whether it comes from Abu Dhabi or not, I think they do like to reward players when players achieve. If that yeah. makes sense, and I think that if you look at. You know, if you look, for example, at De Bruyne's new contract, or or um, who else signed, and Otamendi's new contract, who he earned as well. I mean, you know, there is this sense of like Otamendi was a player who we didn't need to give a new contract to, but he he performed at a level where they felt that he deserved a new deal. So fair enough. I'm 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 absolutely made up
0: um, with Edison's new deal. Yeah. Uh, shall we talk about the match? Uh, can I just say one thing on goalkeepers before we? Uh, oh yeah, are determined not to talk about this match. I'm definitely <laughs> determined not to talk about this match. Yeah, um, is no, this some breaking? Is this some in the know? Well, it's a. It, it's potentially. It's potentially in the know. Um, I've retired from that role. Have you retired? Predicting after- Mo Salah would be out for three months. <laughs> But it was actually two days.
1: <laughs> well, look, I know there's been loads of questions about what happens to Bravo and what will happen next season. Uh, I've, I'm really surprised by this, but I have been very, very reliably informed that Bravo will definitely be sold this summer, and that oh. next season our number two and three will be gone in Murich.
0: Wow, mm.
1: are you confident with this? Well, I, I'll tell you what. You- I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I am confident of. I'm confident of the idea that we're not going to have a foreign keeper as our backup yeah. next season. So whether it's Gunn comes back and he's number two and Muric is number three, or Gunn gets sold to, to 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 Norwich or another club and Muric becomes number two, I don't know. But one of Gunn or Muric, for me, from what I understand, are definitely going to be the backup keeper next season.
0: All right. So I'll ask the same question again. Uh have you seen much feedback on Gunn? I and have. I know which fans are very happy with him. I have. And would you be happy with this? And let's say Edison goes down, his crew has gone in the second game. Are you happy with Gunn being our goalkeeper for six months? <laughs> um No one happier than Bravo being our keeper for six months.
1: Yeah, I mean, after what's... uh, Look, look, Gunn is getting absolutely rave reviews, mate. Simple as that. So, uh, yeah, I've got every faith in Gunn to come back and be the backup. Um, The idea of, you know, if any player, if any first-team player goes out with a cruise ship, you've got a problem. You know, Mendy went out with a cruise ship. We had a problem. You know, just, that's just, that's the nature of the beast. If Walker went down yeah. with, a, with a cruise ship, we'd have a problem because it's just, you know, you're suddenly down to the one guy who's got a cover for six months and we play three games a week, most weeks. So, but yeah, um, I'd be happy with, with, in fact, I'd be delighted with with Murich as as the backup keeper because I feel then if you've got Foden and you've got Diaz and the goalkeeper is also from the academy you're beginning to make an impact on the first team squad the academy's beginning to make an impact on the first team squad
0: yeah Uh, I mean he's 22 gun but in goalkeeping years that's probably (laughs) 19 in outfield players so yeah well I hope that's true because I mean let's cut to the chase Bravo's just not worked and I think it's best for both sides that you know, that he finds first team football somewhere. He's ruining yeah. his reputation by st- the longer he stays
1: here because he, he came yeah. to City as a goalkeeper who everybody went, even City fans went, he's a top goalkeeper. He's won everything, more or less, that there is to win. And his performances at City have been so bad. And it's at a level where I find it really hard to
0: watch him. Yeah. I Can we gain his form? And I know that a team will still take him. Spanish oh, team Perhaps or absolutely. But again, I've heard You know, Sam said he's very settled there. His children are settled, and he didn't want to leave. But that's the nature of a footballer. Yeah, you, know, you have to move on sometimes. So, uh, it's not going to work out. <laughs> uh, so I do hope that's true. That'd be very interesting to see Gun. Uh and we'd say we'd obviously see him at the very least in the cup games. So. And as you say, it's bringing a player through. So Absolutely. Excellent.
1: Absolutely. And I just, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think it would be, as I say, the foreign spot thing is something that's bothered me for years now. Um, yeah, losing, it's a waste, isn't it? It's just such a waste. It's such a massive waste. And, you know, you, what you want to do is you, you want to always have space in your first team squad to be able to bring in a foreign player without selling a player you see what I mean you always want yeah. to I think you should always be in a position where you can turn around and go suddenly this player is on the market he's world class he's a foreigner but we can we, we can get him yeah yeah. and and we've for, for, for some time now we've been at our limit with foreign players so it
0: yeah that is something that has bothered me yeah So now can we talk about the match
1: yay
0: <laughs> to be honest at half time I uh, tweeted someone I uh, tweeted, there's just no, nothing to talk about in this match. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how can we do a podcast on this match? I mean, there's people getting angry on Twitter again at the level of the performance, but that's because they wanted 100 points. But I want to fast track to the beginning, uh, to the end, sorry, before we go back to the beginning. Uh, t- <laughs> t- tell me your experience of that last minute, last uh, 10 seconds. Um, uh, so uh, firstly, I'm not ashamed to admit that that
1: that tears came down tears came out of my eyes and rolled down my cheeks because in a weird way uh, <clears throat> so when i was really ill so i was a bit sort of my <laughs> head was a bit all yeah. over the place anyway and in the in the last 10 minutes of the game i couldn't help but the feeling just built in my stomach that something was going to happen. And I wish that I'd bookmarked the tweets, but somebody tweeted, on 90 minutes, 93rd minute winner, yeah? And, <laughs> and I I just, I saw that tweet, and I just went, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? And yeah, I mean, I know there was absolute limbs in the, uh, in the away yeah. end, but there was... It was limbs in my flat as well, and I was alone because I fell over myself. I just, yeah, the noise that I will have made, I can't imagine what what the neighbours thought. It was incredible, and to be honest, for it, if it wasn't going to be Raz, then De Bruyne to Jesus after the game that De Bruyne had had was absolutely
0: perfectly fitting. Yeah. What I about just- you? I had a stag do Saturday so I was very much alone <laughs> for the first game this season uh, there's no chance I was going anywhere or speaking to anyone uh, and I didn't think you know, it was. I didn't think it was that big a day as such uh, and I just like slowly said oh well it's 98 points you know it's not going to ruin the season uh, you know it's been great we didn't get the 100 uh, and yeah I was just <laughs> I just went there uh, did a lap of honour of the flat to be honest <laughs> And punched a wall. It's just, uh, that was better than winning 5-0 any day of the week. All day, mate. I mean, it's just the perfect Hollywood script ending to a crazy season in a way. Why why make it easy? Just play averagely, be on the beach, and then in the last minute, Southampton again (laughs) break the hearts for the second time this season. Uh, And it was the last kick. I mean, I know the kick, the referee will always allow the teams to kick off after a goal. But it, was but it was the last, the last kick. kick. Yeah. Uh, and to do it I to Hughes kick, again on the last If it had gone behind for a corner, they wouldn't have even had time to take it. It was the last kick. Uh, 93 minutes up. And what can you say? Just that is it. That is both Southampton winners are what being a fan is about. It's amazing. What a way to get 100 points.
1: Can I ask you a question?
0: Uh, I, I think it was Jack Pitt. Is it Jack Pit uh, yeah. on Twitter? I do struggle with double-barreled names. <laughs> uh, said. Now they've got the all you know, this you know, discussion of the greatest team, blah blah blah. Now they've got this achievement of hundred points. It defines them. Uh you can't take that away from them. It's never been done before. Even if you convert the old two points league into three points. Uh they've got that now. That you know, that's something special, it's unique achievement that can't be taken away from them.
1: I completely agree. I think that we needed I, I went into yesterday's game um feeling like for the first all week I've been like doesn't really matter uh, getting to 100 points, but I, it kind of dawned on me yesterday that we need to get to for this team to be remembered, for this season to be remembered <coughs> outside of the bubble of city, we probably need to get to 100 points. Um and so, yeah, I, I think going into the game, I did feel like we've got to do this by hook or by crook. We really
0: have to do it. Yeah, were you going to ask me something, or if you've forgotten, I've forgotten whatever it was I was going to ask you. <sighs> I'm sure it was a brilliant question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to... Oh
1: go no, back, I know. I don't remember what I was going to ask you. Um, oh. Of all the players, with Aguero not being on the pitch, really, it was only Jesus that basically. Is is that that finish, what what he does, is that why for all the criticism that maybe he's had of his form in the last couple of months, or the criticism that we've given him, that's why Pep loves him, that's why he's important to us, that's why he will continue to be
0: our if not number one
1: striker, number two striker until Aguero goes.
0: Yeah. Uh well he likes it because he works a line, is that you know, his work rate, his link play. Uh, I've said before it was a podcast that was never released. (laughs) That I think we got ahead of ourselves with Jesus. Yeah, he came in. He's had firstly he's had two considerable injuries. Uh, Did do we sign him? But he didn't come into January. Just shows how pulling my memory is. Uh, Yes, we've not had a full season of him. He's young. He's in not a new country, a new continent, and he got into the Brazil national side, and everyone's just. You know, and Pep's playing him, so we're, we have to assume that he's brilliant, he's the fin- he's amazing, he's world class. But he's not; he's a kid still. He's got developing to do, but he's at an amazing stage for his age. His progress has been phenomenal. Uh, we need to take you know, like Sterling or Sane, there's there's work to be done, but that's because they're young because you don't get because young players are inconsistent. Young players have things to work in their game. And yeah, he's dipped out of games, and he doesn't shoot enough. Maybe he don't have the goal threat. But yeah, I would argue that that ball from De Bruyne was superb. But I'd argue that still ninety-five percent of professional footballers would not have controlled that ball. Hundred percent, the, fin- the well control and the finish for well me. enough to get a shot in, yeah. but he did. And the composure, just uh, yeah, dink it over uh, in front of goal. He's pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty lethal, I think.
1: Now how good's your memory? Because I want to know. I think he controlled it with his left foot as well.
0: Yeah, I think you did, yeah. I think Pretty the controls sure, yeah. with his left and the finishes
1: with his right, I mean Yeah Yeah. Just like Ugh. I get I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Really. Yeah.
0: It's just a fitting end, really, isn't it? It's just how you write these things and that the team's kind of done that quite a lot. You know, they had that bad week, but They've done so many moments like this that just like you know take your breath away. So yeah, that was way better than winning 5-0 and just winning at a canter. Definitely. Mm, definitely. Uh can I go backwards though? Of course you can. I mean, look at the We should point out that Edison was actually booked despite not actually playing. Because <laughs> he what? he piled he piled on with the celebration. <laughs> or so someone said on Twitter. Uh but look at the reaction of that bench of Pep and everyone and what it meant to them. Did the lineup be actually picked reflect that Pep thought this was important because it seemed a bit another of a left field team lineup for me. Especially goalkeeper, obviously, which I just can't explain.
1: Mm. I mean personally, yeah. I I can understand I think it's. I think it's been a complicated thing for Pep since we won the league because I think that he v- he is very much a squad guy. He wants everybody to feel involved, and once the league is won, no matter what you, no matter what records are there to be broken, Pep will look at his responsibility to the squad as more yeah. important than whatever records are there to be broken. And I think that you know, jokes aside bravo is a guy who pep signed to say you're going to be my first team goalkeeper a year later he goes sorry mate but you've not been great i'm signing somebody else and he's lost his place but he he stayed around um i can see why pep would give certain players games once the league was won even if it was at the risk of not get, not breaking records or not getting to a hundred points. And I think that that you can even extend that to bringing on, uh, um uh, Diaz and Foden when it's yeah. still nil, nil.
0: Yeah. Indeed.
1: So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I get it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, just, yeah, the players that left out, I don't know. He's obviously got his reasons for it, but it just seemed a bit random in the last few weeks. Uh, Can you accept that this game, this is a bit of a, I'm just pointing out, a devil's advocate. Maybe I'm phrasing this wrong. Did this game mean more to Southampton? I'm of the opinion, we've discussed this a lot in the last few weeks. City have won the league, how do you keep the intensity? Now Southampton would need a disastrous set of events to happen to have gone down uh, at the week on Sunday. But I'm still of the opinion that they had to approach that game as if their lives depended on it they need to assume that Swansea could win their game comfortably and that City could thrash them. And so they played, and I think they played quite well, yep. better than they have for most of the season, and played as if their lives depended on it, if Survivor was on the line. So can we accept this performance from City to be a few percent under the normal intensity? Yeah, when definitely. When there's only a record to go for. Uh, definitely. I think, I think there's, there's a because lot... Because some of our fans don't seem to be too... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just how we react during a game, don't we? We say, we shoot off and say things. But. Always. And also like, you know, we're, as
1: football supporters, we're we're not really that asked about the bigger picture, are we? It's all about right now. Yeah, us. You know, it's all about us and right now and, and what we feel and our gratification. Um, but I understand completely, you know, they're on the beach. They, they were quite clearly on the beach. They... They were trying, but, you know, I think, for example, uh, there's a tackle on De Bruyne after which he goes, uh, I don't think I'll be going in for any more 50-50s. Um, yeah. There's another player who, oh God, who was it? Somebody else, it's a very similar situation where afterwards you kind of see quite clearly that they go, yeah, I won't be going in for another 50-50. I, c- I totally understand that. The World Cup starts in three weeks and most oh. of these guys got to play in the World Cup. So, you know, League One, last game of the season, um, you only need you only need one really heavy challenge to go in early doors. And I suspect Mark Hughes will have said that to yeah. to, to Wesley Huit and, and one or two of the other um Southampton defenders that if you stick one on this lot early, they're not gonna fancy it. And it felt a little bit like that. And just to to Southampton's performance, I've not seen a Mark Hughes team defend like that since he managed Blackburn. That's, that's all I can say. Um, because they were defensively very, very well organised and very strong. And yeah, they were, they were a threat on the counter-attack.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, there's about, I think, of five off the top of my head where 50 50s where we're not a blood and thunder team anyway, but where clearly the players were thinking about the consequences of going in for a tackle. Yeah, uh, but I understand that. I, I just don't have a problem with it, uh, to be honest. Uh, we'll just look at some of the players then. Uh, you've you've said uh, before we started. Stones the port. This could be the first time. I think they so. Play I think together. I think it's the first time that those two have played together. And what did you think of them? Is this the future now? I mean, well, at the beginning of last season it was Stones Otamendi. This is they were imperious. You know, I've been looking back at some games this week and. Easily forget how good they were until Stones got injured uh, pre Christmas. And that seems to be a distant memory now. Do you think slowly but surely, I mean, Otto not going anywhere, but he's not the youngest either. Are we, is Pep thinking long term? These are the two. And do you think the two are similar or are you, do you not have a problem with that?
1: I think that's the dream. I think the dream is the two of them. Um, uh, I don't think that they're... I think that they're similar in that they're both technically very good and they're comfortable on the ball, but I I feel like Laporte is maturer and more composed um, and also more comfortable further up the pitch Uh I'll, I mean, I've, I've, I've been... I, I asked that question, I don't know if you were on the pod two weeks ago, about the idea that I think that Laporte is the only one guaranteed... A, 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 yeah, you did. A, yeah, if the center yeah, I think. I think it'll be Laporte plus another next season for most of the season. And nothing that I've seen has changed my mind about that. Um, and I, th- I think Pep will want it to be Stones and, and Laporte. Um but yeah, we'll 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 have to see. What did you make? What do you think? Do you think that they're too similar? Because the one thing I would say, and I'd be yeah. interested to know what you think, is um, I, the only th- the only question I've got is, are they aggressive enough? That's it. It's yeah. the only question is because they play because we play with such a high line. If you're not aggressive, like I think I think back to the goal against the goal that we conceded at Anfield in the league, where Stones gets bullied off the ball by. Uh, by Firmino so
0: do you think that that will be the only worry that they're not aggressive enough yeah that was essentially what I was asking you uh not overly because I think we have to change the way we I mean it's the old style you think you know we always assume central perfect central defensive pairing is you know a physical player getting into tackles putting the country tackles in hassling grappling And a more graceful passer out of the ball, you know, pass through the lines. Uh, But we have to rethink, I think, how we look at our team under Pep. These defenders are part defenders, part midfielders. And I think occasionally it may cost us that lack of aggression or the similarity between the two players. But if they're both so graceful on the ball, they're going to give a lot more. The pros far outweigh the cons. yeah, Because they'll give us domination of games so many times. That occasionally, if they get bullied off the ball, well, that's just the price you have to pay. Mm. Uh, But if Otamendi stays fit, and if they generally stay fit, then we've got a choice. We've got three. You know, Otamendi's not the most physical, but obviously, probably offers a bit more in that respect. Uh, Whatever Pep thinks his first choices are, he's still going to rotate a lot of players during a very busy season. So if we're coming up against, you know, Otamendi's always an option. If he feels that, that there's a game that could cause such problems like that, yeah, yeah, I completely. You agree, agree. or do yeah, you I think c- there'd be a problem? Or no, it's not the sort of thing I think Pep will try and train into them. I don't think you'll train them to be more aggressive.
1: Oh, I think that, I think he I think he already I, I think that what he will do is he will teach them how to be intelligently aggressive, and what I yeah. mean by that is the big improvement in Otamendi is that he's no less aggressive than he was a year ago, but the big improvement certainly up until up until the kind of last two months of the season was the um the the sort of intelligence with which he's ingre- with, with which he's aggressive, the fact that he wasn't just you know stupidly going to ground and giving away daft fouls and you know knowing when to when to close a player down and when to back off a player. I think I think that's where. You know, when you've got a split second to make a decision, centre-halves in a Guardiola system have to make the right decision because if they make the wrong decision, like Pep always says, 50 yards to run into behind them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, that, yeah, I forget company as well, of course. Don't, we don't know what the future is, but there's always a lot of options and in the vast majority of games. I don't think aggression will be a problem. No,
1: and I think we'll, uh, I mean, uh, I'm... Coming more and more I'm becoming more and more convinced that come the end of the summer transfer window we will have signed another centre half
0: yeah oh. what a big signing goal yeah
1: hmm yeah
0: yeah I'm just not sure yeah I don't disagree don't necessarily disagree I'm just not sure on that one uh, again I think it depends on his decision with company yeah because if, if company was fit I'd be so, I'm really happy with those four it yeah, wouldn't need anything else for me. But do you do you think companies' days are over? Or
1: it's not about it's not about companies' days being over. I just um, I don't. I, I just I, my gut tells me that we're going to sign a centre after this summer. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like it's not personally. Yeah, I look at I look at um, our shortcomings in that ten day period where we go out of the Champions League. And I wonder whether Guardiola will look at those shortcomings and go, I don't know if I can fix those. I don't know if there's a a way to get centre-halves who are 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 years old to become more composed than they already are. Um, And I said this around the time of those games that... I, for example, Otamendi's been incredible, but every footballer's got a ceiling, and I wonder if Otamendi's ceiling is basically those Liverpool games that, at a, you know, up to a certain point he can handle it, but in certain types of games where he's going to be put under a certain kind of pressure, um, I wonder. So, uh, yeah. from from that point of view, I just and Vinny's injuries are obviously problematic and yeah. he obviously is at an age where he won't play for another four three or four years. So you have to think beyond him as well. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I'll also, I'll finally, I'll add to that, that lad at Ajax, um, whose name escapes me right now, the centre half, I just think Guardiola will sign him because he's that good. I think they'll look at it and they'll go, he's so good that if we miss out on him, we might kick ourselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, anything I would say would come... Yeah, I'm not convinced about signings just for specific moments like that. I mean, I didn't see any better defending from any other teams, but Liverpool is what it is. It was a unique situation for me. Uh, but you're right, we might sign the rising star, uh, like the IX player, Uh company would expect to... Retire from international football after this summer, which may help slightly. But if he was to stay, he'd be fourth choice anyway. Mm. Probably accept that. Or, but you've got so many games nowadays that, I mean, we are that good now that you could put company in in twenty league games easily and not be worried about it. You know, even whatever his age, because we're so dominant. So yeah plenty to play with there I just think it becomes a bit crowded if we sign someone else who expects to be in the first team I agree I think I, I can't, do can't pick a, a world class player because who who drops unless Stones is falling out of favour but I don't think he's going to give up on Stones yet so he'll want to see how he performs next season yeah so yeah uh, if they sign the Alex, well, he won't expect immediate first team football so that could work hmm uh, ask you about how do you think again? Sterling false nine, no obvious striker on the pitch. It's been used before. I think at the derby, it's done done okay with it. I think the uh, the opposition team don't really know what to expect. How do you think it went against Southampton? Um, it wasn't great, to be honest.
1: With you. he wasn't great yesterday. I think that um, that the fact that they played with a back three and then the midfield was was so deep meant that there was very, very little space for him to operate in. And I think also um, our midfield were poor in terms of uh, servicing Sane, Bernardo and and Raz. I thought that De Bruyne, Gundogan and Fernandinho were pretty gash for most of the game, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I don't think that, that he was great, but I do understand why Pep continues when he doesn't want to play Jesus and Aguero to to use uh Raz in that position. Uh because yeah, he's his pace is is absolutely a threat. And I think he did get in a try to get in behind a couple of times. And he's he, he's intelligent enough to play that role, which I think is uh uh is three quarters of the battle is 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 the kind of intelligence of playing that false nine role.
0: Yeah. What about for you? Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I mean, yeah, I can't really give, def, you know, judgment on this the game against Southampton because I didn't think De Bruyne got going no. for a good hour uh, and then he did. Uh, the, the passing was very sloppy generally. I know there's a lot of Gundogan haters over there, but out there, uh, he's not our best player, obviously, but I still don't think it's so bad that he's, it shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't even be in his squad, but, this is not the game to really make judgments on players because I don't think they were quite there. You know, at least you can't just put it on Gundogan. The, the passing was generally sloppy for at least the first half uh, and part of the second half, and it was only we only got going late on. So I wouldn't want to pass too many judgments. It's a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with with playing that uh, that formation occasionally. And Jesus has played, you know, every game, hasn't he? So he probably just wanted to give him a rest. But eventually, when, I think, we went to three at the back, didn't we? And Jesus came on, but we we're much more threatening. So, just depends game by game. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I thought Southampton. Yeah, it was very hard because Southampton were defending well uh, and in numbers, so we just couldn't find the space. So, but as I say did it really <laughs> yeah it's hard it was frustrating at times but I just can't expect a perfect performance do you uh, worry we're um, already we- on 97 points so
1: yeah Look, just just kind of looking forward to next season I know it's a discussion that I had uh, maybe with you actually last week uh, but do you worry that if we just stick with Aguero and Jesus going into next season again that it's uh, yeah th- just that if there becomes a problem, if one of them gets injured for a long period of time, there's only one left. And then after that, the only option is to play Raz there. And the thing with playing Raz there is like we say, he does okay. He does a manful, plays the role manfully, but that's not his position. And we weaken somewhere else on the pitch to do that.
0: Yeah, Well, surely we're signing a, another forward player in the summer. Mm. I don't think it's any... Uh, we know we've, we've, yeah, Pep's tried to sign Sanchez, Mahrez. Uh It's going to happen. There'll be another one, and yeah, we do need strengthening there. Yeah, this is squad still only. Yeah, you know, we've got one hundred points, but this squad's only eighty. I think Pep thinks it's only about eighty five percent complete. Yeah, it's not finished yet. Uh, we do need another player. I can't make my mind up. Do I want a wide forward player or an out and out striker? I don't know, but we need someone like that, and it's probably going to be another Mares another player I mean you look at Salah over at Liverpool and it's that sort of player not an out-and-out striker but someone who effectively is playing like one at times You can play across the line mm. uh, but we'll, I think it's absolutely certain that we'll bring a player in anyway so it won't be an issue next season
1: Do you, um, Do you not think that if we brought in a wide player it would remain the issue would remain the same so you know let's just say that we bring Mara's in I'm not being funny but Mahrez in yeah. number nine
0: no yeah I, well I guess so it doesn't matter most of the time that's the problem when you know we scored 100 points people have been saying it's a problem all season um, I mean Aguero has had a fair time out and Jadis has had time out and we scored 100 points in the league so we won a cup and I'm not sure we took the FA Cup that seriously So if it's a problem, it will be again in that crunch Champions League situation. Yeah, I assume you're suggesting that we you'd prefer to buy a goalscorer. Well, and I probably agree, but I just don't think we're going to. I think that I think the bigger picture is that Aguero will have
1: to be replaced over the next two or three years, right? Um. And I think that the bigger picture is that Jesus is 2021. 20, and I think that we need a player. Sanchez would have been ideal because Sanchez can play from wide, but also he can play centrally, comfortably. Um, and he can finish. You know, the one thing that you'd say about Sanchez is that he's clinical. I don't think right now Sterling is clinical. I don't think Sane is clinical. Um, Jesus and Aguero are clinical. Uh, I think we need another clinical player in the in the side, uh, and that player needs to be able to play centrally as well, in my opinion. I don't know who that player is. In an ideal ideal, that player is Mbappe, but we ain't ever going to get Mbappe. So after that, I don't know. That's something yeah. that, that they've got to figure out for themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, I still think they'll we'll, we'll sign a, a Mara, it's not a, an out-and-out striker. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't, don't disagree with you, yeah. I don't disagree, but yeah, I just get the feeling that's not what we'll go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there you go. We will see over the summer. Indeed. Uh, the problem is our obviously our transfer window finishes before everyone else's, so uh, there's not much time for that either. So, uh, is there anything else you want to discuss about the game before we get all paranoid, bitter blue? Nope. About the pack pages? Not nope. We discuss. Should we discuss after the match then? Yes. Uh, yesterday, Liverpool secured fourth place in the league. Uh, well done to them. Mo Salah broke the Premier League goal-scoring record. Uh, Manchester City hit a hundred points for the first time in the history of top league football, uh, top-flight football. Uh, biggest winning margin in the league as well ever. Uh, most wins ever. Uh, plenty of other records you've probably heard already. Uh, Goal scored, etc. I think we've broken the record. For- the Centurions, yeah, they we- hit 100 points. So you'd imagine that would probably get a fair bit of coverage hitting 100 points. But looking at the back pages today, it seems simply a footnote behind Mo Salah. Uh, Ehsan, your thoughts?
1: <laughs> well, I'll start by saying I suspect that we've also broken the record for the number of records broken in one season. By it, yeah. Yeah? Um, which
0: so
1: we, record, yeah, which is another record, which then means we've
0: rebroken we? it, which becomes
1: yeah. <laughs> so fulfilling forever. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm really quite, uh, I'm really quite surprised by that. I think that the nature and the manner in which we do it as well just kind of li- renders me even more baffled. As to how it comes to pass that, you know, I'm staring at the back pages and City aren't even mentioned on the Times back page. Like the Times back page is literally, uh, the the, the Times, the game in the Times is literally uh, all hail Mohamed Salah, uh, Chelsea showed a lack of desire in Newcastle defeat, Pochettino wants to spend more money and Tony Cascarino's the best and the worst season awards. So... (laughs) No mention of of the fact that we've broken so many records. We've broken the record for breaking records in a season. Uh, it's it, can you explain it? Let me ask you a question: If Man United had got two hundred points this season, yeah, would would there be no mention of that on the back pages, or would there be no mention of Mourinho on the back pages this morning?
0: Uh, I can explain it. Fan base sizes. That's all that matters now, isn't it? Too. Not objective journalism. It's just uh, I don't know. More Liverpool fans that's getting by in our paper with some tribute section to Mo Salah. <laughs> There's no, there's no other reason. I mean, it's just to not mention a team, Premier League team, getting a hundred points with the last min, with the last kick of the game as well. It's just ludicrous that there is no, there's no nothing to be offered as an explanation apart from the pandering to. Uh, potential sales of their product. It's just, there's no other reason for it. Uh, I mean, Tony Cascarino's put four Liverpool players in his team of the year and no forward City players and that's the team that's broken all the goal scoring records <laughs> as well. So, But that's a different matter, that's just people picking teams of the year which we can all argue over. Uh, it's such an easy headline for City as well. I mean, this you know, sub-editors and editors and journalists dream of a situation like this, someone hitting the hundred points, centurions. You've got the headlines written for them. It's perfect back page fodder, absolutely perfect. And they, they've ignored it all. Unfortunately, I, City themselves
1: aren't really perfect back page fodder, so yeah. it doesn't matter what we
0: achieve. Um or Small s- club, base and small club.
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, uh, for me, this the way the season's gone. I find it more funny than anything else I'm I'm not particularly irate over it it's just a bit it's a bit laughable Um, but I have confidence that next season will be better than this season maybe we won't break as many records or won't break as many of our own records but I definitely think that we'll be a better team than we were this season and I do think that we'll probably end up scoring more goals they can't ignore Pep forever they can't ignore Pep's achievements forever and for me you know in a weird way like for example Guardiola never got 100 points with with Barcelona he never got 100 points with with Bayern that's a thing for me just take a step back and think about that Bayern Munich are basically a one-team league and Barcelona with Pep ad Messi, Javi, Iniesta you know all of that that team was incredible And they never got to 100 points. And and he's got to 100 points in the Premier League, in his second season in the Premier League. What Guardiola has achieved should be the only headline this morning. Really, it should be the only headline. Because everything else, like Mo Salah's individual achievement is impressive, yeah? But it's not, it's not complete. What Guardiola has achieved is absolutely complete. Most goals scored, most wins, least defeats, most wins away from home. You know, biggest gap at the top,
0: most amount of points, got two hundred points. I mean, just you keep going, and it's I mean, keep going Pass completion, every, successful passes, possession, chances created. You know, chances conceded. It's just first, 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 first. The assists. You know, the, the assist chart was. Kevin Du Boyne. It was all City players. It was just, you know, apart from Salah's goals, that's it. It's the only thing City don't really top the charts on. Every metric, it's literally every metric going. Is yeah. City. Yeah. And, and then you top it off with a ninety third last kick of the game, hundred points. When's the perfect story? When I mean I should, I should mention season? that plenty of journalists wrote glowing stuff last night about City. Uh, this is more a sub editor editor. Decision: The people who lay out the papers, who think that you know this does not matter. Yeah. But it's not the individual journalists all of the time.
1: No, I, d- I don't think that's the case. Uh, uh, it probably is an editorial decision, like you said, because yeah, because of the number of clicks that certain teams get. Hey, when is the manager of the season
0: announced? <laughs> I don't know. It probably in the next week or so, I imagine. Okay, be interesting <laughs> to see if Pep gets that. <laughs>
1: Yes, a lot of shouts for uh, David Wagner. I've seen in the last seven days. Now that uh, Huddersfield have have survived, so if uh, if Sean Dyche doesn't get it, I suspect that Wagner will get it before uh, yeah. before Pep. And I also heard a shout for Hodgson somewhere. Yeah. So, yes, Credita- creditable fourth place for Pep, maybe. Yes, a creditable fourth place, which is uh, yeah.
0: I'm
1: glad that I'm glad that Pep doesn't care about individual awards.
0: No, I don't think he does. No. no. Uh, obviously, with that last second assist, Kevin won the assists award. Uh, got a little trophy for it. But uh, I think he's another—he's someone who's not driven by awards either. So uh, it looked good on his mantelpiece. So, yeah, he moved ahead of Sane. And, uh, you know, much as I love both players, I'm kind of happy that De Bruyne just stretched ahead and won the assists. Uh, he deserved the assist it. The assists for the season. Yeah, just something... Just think it's fair that he got it to be honest. Uh so yeah, it's good to see that as well that he won it with the his last kick of the match. So <laughs> <laughs> all came together perfectly in the end. Uh yeah, uh, I've not watched Match of the Day highlights yet. Uh, I think I'll I'll check in on the Tottenham highlights because it looks quite a fun game. Uh but Alan Shearer saying this is not one of the great sides either. Uh but of course the Invincibles or the ninety nine team are. I mean the Invincibles are great. Simply because of one season. It's the definition. It's why they're the Invincibles. So, how can City not be a great team over one season? Or are you just bored of even thinking about such things?
1: Uh, are you talking about what Alan Shearer said? I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I'm mean, just. Day, it, yeah. It's, I suspect that most City fans are like me in that they, we've all reached a point where it's just kind of funny now. It's a bit like. They're a bit like flat earthers, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's that, 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 that's my vibe right now. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will. I, there's a list of all the records that we broke, and then there's Alan Shearer's quote that this city team aren't yet a great side. I don't know which one is true. Well, you know what, what speaks what speaks louder? All the records that were broken, or Alan Shearer on match of the day and his opinion?
0: Yeah. Just yeah, the thought that you can't be great over one season is just well not uh, it, i mean it's just pointless into you just it's bizarre. I mean, obviously people are entitled to the opinion, but then you can't you can't define any other team over a season as great either then, if that's his his definition. But they didn't just win the league, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think it's quite possible we could all live to two hundred and if we all live to 100, no one will reach 100 points again. Or if they do, it's we're city, so <laughs> how, you know, how, can you, how can you not define that as greatness? <laughs> yeah, uh, Very strange. Very strange. But, but each, Yeah, don't care, they've got 100 points. So. Exactly. Uh, anything else you would like to discuss before? Absolutely not. No? Well, that's been very enjoyable uh, reliving yesterday. Uh, thank you very much, Jason, for appearing today. Absolute pleasure, mate. Loved it. Yeah, glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone. We've got plenty more shows. I know the season is over. Sad day. Mm. Uh, But don't worry. There'll be a new season before you realise it. Uh, We've got tons of content coming up over the summer. Uh, Looking at the World Cup, of course. History shows, quizzes, loads and loads of stuff and previews. And our team will be giving their own personal thoughts, individual thoughts, on the season that's just gone in a series of shows coming up very soon. So do listen out for all that and thanks for listening and goodbye.